Welcome to This Much Love, a recurring positivity podcast with Katie Hearth and Keenan Schneider. Episode 20, Definity Edition. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Switching to the monthly schedule is weird from like a remembering how to podcast sort of perspective. Yeah. Because it was for a little bit we were just kind of recording on a weekly basis Mm -hmm. and sometimes recording multiple episodes on one day. Yep. Just to Um, stay like on or ahead of schedule because much like you mentioned in Tangentious, which mm -hmm. is the other (laughs) podcast you do regularly, sometimes life happens. Yeah. Um, I'm a big advocate for like recording very far in advance and having a lot of stuff in the backlog. Yeah. Um, but project managing this is challenging. Yeah, I think it's hard because it's like it's something that I enjoy doing, but it's not something that I want to like kill myself over. Mm-hmm. And there were times where it was just kind of like, okay, we had to like plan entire days around doing this. And maybe that's sort of like the reality and it's like a little lazy to yeah. let it slip by. But there's also an aspect of just kind of like, I want to do this for fun. I don't want to resent. Sure. I think that there's like a careful balance, though, between doing it for fun, because anything that is recurring, there are going to be times when you do it that like you set off to do it and you don't want to do it. Right. And as soon as you arrive, I'm going to guess that even that nine out of those 10 times when like you set out and you're like, I don't want to do this, you're going to actually end up enjoying doing it. And there will be that 10th time where you set out and you didn't want to do it. And when it happened, you hated it. Right. You know, um, I think that like in my experience, it's I think it is about like setting up goals. Mm -hmm. It's saying and and having like this ambiguous goal of we record a podcast X number of times a month is a good start. Mm -hmm. But I think that there's something to be said of like, okay, we record 10 podcasts this year, 10 episodes this year. And then that all of a sudden like sets a little bit more structure to it. And like, yeah, you have to like move your ass or you have to stay late after work because we're using this lovely studio that we have access to. Hashtag we're so privileged. (laughs) And like, you know, so I I don't know. There's like, I I have a little bit of sympathy for that, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, as, as soon as it becomes more chore than joy, then it's time to reevaluate if you want to do it. Right. But if you don't put that structure in place, human beings are. Yeah, you're going to get bored. You're going to get bored. And if you don't put like those structures or goals into place, you'll lose sight of those things. And all of a sudden, six weeks has passed and you're like, how did this happen? Right. Um, so I think that there has to be a certain amount of intentionality and structure to anything that you do. I don't disagree. And I think that's why it was smart for us to say like, okay. Doing a biweekly mm-hmm. show was a little much. Yeah. And, you know, letting ourselves slide on the the sort of like schedule uh, until we realize like, okay, like if we give ourselves a little bit more leeway, if mm-hmm. we say this is a month, then it's like, okay, there's a little, there's still structure. Yeah. But it's a little more flexible. So it doesn't feel as burdensome. Like I'm not resenting it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, yeah, I don't know. It was just an interesting an interesting switch. And I also like how even though, like, we talked about this and not bringing up, like, any change in cadence that you start off by talking about the change in cadence. Oh, totally. 
<laughs> I didn't really mean for this doesn't even have to be a, a part of the episode. Mm. Oh, I just thought it was funny because you seemed, I think, more committed to the idea of like talking about it, oh. of like telling people what to expect. No, I don't think this needs to be a part of the episode. Mm. Like this can just be a nothing. Okay. Just a warm up. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm happy to delete it. I, I am. I have no preference there. I thought it was fine to have it in here. Okay. Well, maybe then that will be deleted. <laughs> the last little bit. The last little bit where, where I was where I where I gave you a little bit of salt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll delete all the salt. Yeah. Um, well, how are we supposed to convey an honest relationship if there isn't a little bit of salt? Uh, you don't think it's honest that we just unequivocally love each other and never have any <laughs> issues? That's no. the whole point of the show. We just love stuff. It's this much. Yeah, but we've also talked about how love is complicated and involves compromise and work. Yeah. But not in relationships. Oh, bullshit. (laughs) Anyway, uh, this is our 20th episode. Cool. Which I think is, I I don't know, it's kind of a milestone. Yeah, I think so. I'm also a fan of even numbers, so as we discussed. And I think... By the time this comes out, we will have been doing the show for 13 months. So 20 episodes in 13 months is pretty cool. Wow, that's wild. Yeah, because I think we released our first episode in October of 2018. Wow. I had completely lost track. Yeah. That's fun. That is fun. Yeah. Congrats. Yay us. High five. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty decent high five. That was a pretty decent high five. It may not have sounded like it to our dear listeners, but yeah. believe us when we say we give. Great high fives. You know, something I'm really excited for, and now that we are saying that it's, or talking about it, it being October when we're recording this, mm-hmm. um, the older that I get, the more excited I get for fall. I can't remember. The more if, basic a bitch you become. Yes. I used to love spring. Mm-hmm. I still love spring. Yeah. But I think spring's transition from winter, like winter to spring, is actually a lot more annoying to me than summer's transition to fall. Interesting. And that used to, I don't think that used to be the case. I think, and I think as I was younger, I was kind of like, oh yeah, birthday. And then at a certain point, I'm like, birthdays are kind of dumb. And so then I didn't really have anything to look forward to. Mm -hmm. And then spring, there's a lot of sort of like really like sort of intermediary days where it's like, could be cold, could be warm, could be both. But also it's frequently very wet and rainy, at least where we live. Yeah. So I've started, like spring has started to wear on me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think fall is the new spring for me. Mm. And this is the first year where I'm actually like there's a little tiny bit of excitement that I have mm-hmm. for winter. Like I don't want this I don't want the slushy snow bullshit and I'm sure this is going to bite me in the ass in yep. like early December. Yeah. When you all of a sudden, literally like, slip and fall on your ass because of ice. Maybe I don't typically do that. I think that's more you. Hey, now you're an all star. Get your game on. Go play. Anyway, I think there's a part of me though that's just a little jazzed about it being like, okay, cool. I can like bundle up. <laughs> you're excited for Huga. Huga. Oh yeah. Yeah. Why don't you- <laughs> I don't know if everybody here is going to be acquainted with Huga. Um, so I'm going to, I have a, a basic idea of what Huga is, but I feel like I won't be able to say it as eloquently as a Google definition could. So Huga 
spelled H-Y-G-G-E, is a quality of coziness and comfortable conviviality that engenders a feeling of contentment or well-being. It is regarded as a defining characteristic of Danish culture. And it's often implored, um, implored, employed, I guess, uh, most heavily in like Slavic countries during the winter. Mm-hmm. Because the winter, especially in that region of the world, can be so brutal and long that it requires a mental framework in order to really survive and possibly even thrive during that time period. So it's about bundling up. It's about the layers. It's about inside. It's about warm food. It's about gathering together around the fire. It's about all of those kind of like cozy, what in America we might uh, associate with like Thanksgiving and Christmas, that kind of like gathering and joyful exchange of like being grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's like it's one of those things that like it's it's a big selling point. Hygge, even though we don't talk about it, I think is a huge is a huge like feeling that people center around specifically I think Christmas when it's like it's cold and awful outside but we travel so far to be with one another and to eat together and to share gifts and it's like and I think that there's something um really meaningful and lovely about that happening during some of the most brutal months of the year in terms of like the weather yeah that you have to look inward and you have to look at your relationships because the world outside is not going to give you much. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I get that. I totally get that hope for winter or that like longing for it. I too am someone who, as a kid, um, as a kid, especially in, in Northern California, I loved the summer mm-hmm. because it meant that I got to be outside all the time and I got like a sick-ass tan. And, <laughs> you know, when <laughs> between the ages of 8 to 12, um, we had a pool in our backyard. And so I got to go swimming like every day. Um, and I learned to ride a bike and, you know, all that fun stuff. And, you know, obviously, as an adult, um, you don't get summer vacation. I'm sure I would love summer a lot more if it meant that I got three months off of the year. Right. That would, I'm sure I would be stoked about summer. Um, but I specifically remember my feelings towards summer changing when I moved to the Midwest because summers here are muggy and oppressive and buggy. Yeah. And, like, not great. Yeah. I love watching. We live um, very near a communal garden, like a huge communal garden that only that has like um, boxes and plots for like laymen like us to use. And it also has like an actual farm that um, is tied toward uh, helping refugees. Yeah. Um, make food for themselves and they also get involved like in the farmer's market and so they have jobs and they sell their produce and make money that way and it's beautiful to watch that garden like come to life between spring through summer like that's that's what i like but i don't like basically any other part of summer to be honest with you when i think about like the defining weather characteristics of spring and fall i can't quite tell you what it is maybe it's because fall is a transition from warm to cool and spring is a transition from cold to warm. Yep. It, there's something about the direction of that transition that I like much more about fall. Yeah. Um, because fall, too, is also wet. Like, there's a lot of rain and there's mud and there's 
you know, the beginnings of snow. Um, I would say that spring for me feels wet, whereas fall for me feels damp. Interesting. And it's, it, it feels yeah. <laughs> like they could be similar, uh-huh. but it feels distinctly different to me where it's sure. like I can like put up with the dampness. Like there's a difference between moist and damp. Yeah. And so like I I think I'm starting to like lean on the side of fall where I'm mm-hmm. just kind of like I can deal with a little bit more moisture in the air. You know, Mm -hmm. it's there's something like the decomposing smell of like leaves and stuff. Is there like there's something really like Mm -hmm. fresh and earthy about it? Totally. I think it's like I think it's the beginning tastes of winter where it's like all of a sudden like campfires are good. Yeah. But you can still be outside without it physically hurting. Yep. And um, the like, you know, the like there is like the the leaves are turning and falling and like things are starting to die. But there's something beautiful about the decaying process, whereas like the birthing process is like these things have looked dead for months and it's just I'm done with it. I'm sick of it. Um, And then all of a sudden things start to bloom. I love it when things bloom. Totally. But it feels like it takes longer than it should. Yeah. (laughs) Whereas fall happens too fast. Yeah. Um, or yeah, you look up has. and you're like, oh, shit, the trees. Yeah, and then Dang all it. of a sudden they're, you know, leafless. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I also just, I, I like uh, the autumnal harvest more. Like, mm. um, like I'm, I'm making an apple pie this weekend, I think, and I'm pretty excited about that. And, and yeah, I love, I do, I love the, the, the transition into coziness a lot. Yeah. The, you know what sounds good? Hot cocoa. You know what sounds good? Scarves. Like, and <laughs> and I know how yeah. basic that sounds. And, like, I also just hate that, like, this idea of, like, I like comfortable, warm things makes me stupid um, or basic, you know? I it just It's just kind of like, yeah, I'm going to, like, I'm leaning into it. Like, I'm not a pumpkin spice person, you know? I'll, I'll drink the shit out of a pumpkin. Pumpkin spice cream cold a, brew. A pumpkin cold brew. Or pumpkin cream cold brew, yeah. whatever they call it. Yeah. That's delicious. Yeah. The pumpkin spice latte is a little too sweet. Yeah, I just... But the pumpkin cream cold brew, Starbucks knows what's up. <laughs> I mean, they, they've got me hook, line, and sinker with the cold brew sweet cream bullshit. Mm-hmm. Give yeah. me that. Um, um, Give me all of that. Yeah. I really love the fact that, like, for most of the summer, mm-hmm. there aren't days where, like, we can leave the windows open. And so your, like, your apartment starts to get really stale and it's just, like, recycling uh, the same air, air conditioner air. Yeah. Uh, that, like, it's nice and refreshing to go inside and have the air conditioner on. But there's something really pleasant about having, like, fresh air and, like, the sort of, like, steady breeze kind of rolling through. Mm-hmm. And, like, waking up in the middle of the night as it... It's like October, November, and it's maybe just a little too cold to have the windows open, but you're just like snuggled under the the covers and it's like you can kind of wrap up and just be really like just really cozy. And so, yeah, yeah it's very hygge. 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 Yeah, hygge. Yeah, I do. I, and I like the concept <laughs> of it, too, because I I talk about this with my with my friend Tatiana. Um, hi, Tachi. Um, she listens. Hello. I'm saying hi because she's listening right now Um, about how important like a framing is Yeah. um, that the same situation can feel can turn from feeling impossible or awful or like you are a victim Mm -hmm. to an opportunity and a challenge and a place where you can learn and grow and, you know, uh, something that could 
that could maybe at one like might initially make you pissed can then make you curious. Yeah. Um, all with like shifting your mindset. Um, So there's something that I really appreciate about Hugo because it it really empowers you and it says like, this is your choice. Yeah. You get to either say winter sucks and I'm in pain and I hate it. Fuck all of this. Or you can say, I'm really excited to have time inside and I'm going to make my home really comfortable and I'm going to get cozy with it. And yeah, I have to go outside and take public transit to go to work and whatever. But like I can set myself up for success by keeping that framework in mind and like building those systems of cozy conviviality. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. That's great. Love it. Love it. Love it. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Oh, boy. I love fall. I love pumpkin spice cream cold brews. I love apples and boots and sweaters and flannel scarves you know what i i think is really impressive the more time we spend together the more you sound exactly like me that was uncanny cool <laughs> so do you want me to sing you the good morning song oh yeah follow up from the last episode i guess <laughs> <laughs> it'll it'll be a month out but i bet people were just sitting on the edges of their seats yeah, like, I wonder what, what is the, the good morning song i know song? it's not yes jesus loves me what could it be because you 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 posited in the last episode that your mom would call you and sing you the song and she, she sure us. did and she did thanks kimmy <laughs> yeah go sing the song what's oh the song oh my gosh are we really gonna do this why not oh gosh you brought okay. it up i know i know but i was being kind of a butthead you well, know per norm yes and yes and so um it goes Good morning, Katie. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, Katie. I love you very much. It's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. It's time to wake up now. Mommy really loves you. Mommy really loves you. Mommy really loves you. She loves you very much. And then like if she How had to go verses? to a, if she had to go to a fourth <laughs> verse, then all of a sudden it would be like please get the fuck out of bed it, in a nicer way but it yeah. would be like no really it's time to get up you've got to get up get your ass out of bed it's time to go to school you know or something and, and she again like i don't know if she would use the word ass i'm just you know i'm improvising here um and embellishing a little bit but. i will fucking kill you <laughs> why did i have children <laughs> you're a bunch of shit heads Mommy needs a drink, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that was the song she sang in her head from time to time, truly. Yeah, naturally. Because, I mean, my sister and I were shitheads. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you uh, sharing that with the world. Yeah, big, big update. Mm -hmm. Maybe that should be the new theme song. Oh, no, I love Jackson's song. Well, I love Jackson's song, too. I'm not, maybe, like, I'm not being serious there. Okay, good. I can't replace that. No. Best theme music ever, ever. Best theme music ever. Yeah. And I know that we talked about this in the last episode, which was about Dungeons and Dragons. We mm. talked about this couch co-op that we've been playing a lot called Divinity or Divinity 2 Original Sin. Divinity Original, original Sin, Sin 2. 2. Divinity Original Sin 2 <laughs> Definitive Edition. Um, <laughs> um, and that I has, wonder why they didn't call it Definity Edition. I think that would have been good. Go on. Maybe that's what they call it, like, inside. 
Maybe. On the inside. Maybe now we know their secret. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess um, with all of that being said, I wanted to finally get around to my question for you, which is how much do you love Divinity Original Sin 2 Definitive Edition? So I think we alluded to this last time. And not that you have to like go back and listen to the previous episode. I don't. I mean, please do. I hope you enjoy it. But leave us a review. Yeah, <laughs> smash that like and subscribe button. <laughs> um, <laughs> are there likes on podcasts? No, but there well, are subscribes. There smash should. that subscribe. Smash it. Crush it into the ground. Um, but like we talked about, how we were kind of like craving that sort of like D and D experience. Um, because, like, d and is hard in the sense that, like, you have to have real-life people kind of, like, coordinate schedules and be willing to spend hours and hours together. And you have to have somebody who's, like, a dungeon master who's ready to go, who has, like, a campaign plotted out or, at the very least, like, the books and has some understanding of what's going to happen. And, and like, generally some understands, like, the rules of each totally. class and, like, oh, my gosh, yeah. there's so much. The and logistics so- are... Enormous. There's so much going on where it's not sort of a sort of like spur of the moment, like, oh, you want to play some D&D? Like that doesn't really happen. Mm-hmm. And that's where like video games tend to be really great if you're like looking for a game to play or like tabletop games. Like you have these sort of like out of the box experiences that I think are so important. And like for me, video games have kind of defined my life from as early as I can remember. Some of my earliest memories are me playing video games. And so I always kind of default to that as an entertainment medium. And something that I really appreciate about you is that, like, you like to try them. Like, you like to to give them a go. I think there are some that you really, like, get wrapped into. And there are some where it's kind of like, oh, that's not really my thing. But you're willing to just give it a shot. And Same thing with beer. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I think that that's, that's, that's like, that is, a, that is an objective in life that I have yeah. in general is, Give it a shot. Yeah. But it's also something that's like you had like a general interest. And it's not necessarily from me because you were doing this far before we even knew each other. Like I know you've had friends growing up, especially probably in college where you were kind of in a social group that like gaming was a part of that Mm -hmm. at times. Yeah, no, my good friend Luna, also a big, big game person. So it's not like. It's not like this is brand new. I'm just kind of like, oh, let me mold you into this video game girlfriend sort of thing. Right, right, right. Um, I'm being groomed <laughs> but, for video games. But it's nice that like, you know, you. I think we tend to both have this very similar perspective of like not getting so hung up on like the sort of like genres or types of things that we like that we're not willing to like venture out and try mm-hmm. new things. Um, and that kind of like spans our whole Life. personalities. Yeah, Like totally. that's, that's just kind of like across the board. New yeah. food, new places, new activities, new games, new, new movies, whatever, mm-hmm. which is great. That being said, I know that I have sort of like a slate of games that I can jump into and, and play and find a lot of joy in. Like I think like my interests are a little bit more diverse in that world. Like you don't want to play things that are like super competitive, things that will be mm-hmm. like uh, or things that are like really twitchy. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like we talk about something like anything that involves Fortnite like, or Rocket League or something. Uh, oh my gosh! Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's challenging for you to the point where it's like it's not as fun. And there's a pretty huge skill divide between you right. and me, where 
there's where playing together is like it's just more defeating than anything yeah because i'm like in that case piloting more Mm -hmm. um yeah and so it's like i get that where there wants to be this sort of even playing field and so we 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 struggle to find games where we can play together really nicely um and there was a point where like we're we're bored of diablo 3 which is which was fun but I think, like, after a while, you're just kind of, like, smashing the same sort of enemies over and over and over and watching them blow up into little, you know, chunky bits. Which, like, has its merit, yeah. but is, but is not infinitely entertaining. It's satisfying. Mm-hmm. But we were looking for something that, like, maybe had a little bit more longevity than, like, uncooked, undercooked. Yeah. What is yeah. it? Uncooked? Uh, I think it's oh undercooked. I don't know. Why Whatever. Whatever. It's yeah. The, it's a co-op, like, sort of, like, cooking game like it's interesting i'm looking it up we'll put a a trailer or something in the in the show notes overcooked overcooked yeah overcooked so yeah Yeah. and that's like there are like a lot of the co-op games nowadays tend to feel like they're more like casual bites rather than fully fledged experiences Mm -hmm. yep and i think diablo 3 was probably like the closest we had gotten to that totally but i'll also say that diablo doesn't really involve a lot of strategy no it's just like throw whatever you've got yep. at all of these things all the time. Yep. Yeah. And so that's it can be challenging because you do kind of just have the same experience over and over. And so I did a little bit of research and found that like one, we were already kind of into the D&D thing. You seem to mm-hmm. really like the sort of like strategy, tactical stuff of like uh, of tabletop RPGs. Mm-hmm. And then um wanting something that we could like sit down and like really dig into and 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 enjoy together. Yeah. And I re- had remembered that like Divinity Original Sin 2 was something that was highly lauded in the the gaming community. Like I it was 2017 or end of 2017 or early 2018 or something where it came out um and was critically acclaimed and I remember thinking that I wasn't going to be super interested in it because I never really typically played that classic RPG before. Yeah. I tend to like games that are a little bit faster paced. Yeah, and, a little bit more dynamic, I would say. And offer like uh, sort of that, the instant gratification of something action-packed like Sekiro or, you know, PUBG. PUBG you know, it's something like where... Rainbow Six. Totally. Like these are all things that I'm just like... They're like a really nice balance of strategy and, and tactical play. Uh, but there's it's always kind of pushing you towards the next bit of action. Mm-hmm. And Divinity is very different. Like as a classic RPG, those games are typically like they're really story focused. They're all they're really focused on like you building out your character, what those characters' skills will be, what type of equipment they have, uh, how your party is going to be com- uh, composed. Um, and then, like, the combat is turn-based. So each character, kind of like kind of like in D&D, takes their turn, decides what actions they're going to do, chooses what spells to cast, you know, what enemies to attack, and the enemies do the same thing. And so it tends to be a little bit more slower paced, a little bit more laid back and methodical. But I think something that Divinity does really well is makes the combat dynamic in the sense of like, okay, yeah, I am taking turns, but there are so many different ways to 
take those turns where it feels like I'm actually strategizing and needing yep. to engage and pay attention to what's happening. Because I used to play a ton of turn-based strategy games in the past, like something like Civilization. I grew up playing Civilization 2 all the way. Like I, The last game that I played the most out of that series was probably Civ 4, but dabbled in a lot of Civ 5 and then a little bit in Civ 6. I've always kind of like enjoyed the turn-based like city builder, army builder strategy, but I'm not an obsessive strategy gamer. Um, but something about that, like the combat there tends to be, okay, you've created a bunch of enemy or a bunch of uh, military units, go throw them at other military units, and by the luck of the dice roll, you will defeat them. Mm-hmm. Whereas something in Divinity is kind of like, you have to think about where your characters are placed. How mm-hmm. they're like what how they're placed in relation to your team members? Mm-hmm. Uh, is there water on the ground? Because if so, you can electrify it uh, with you your have, lightning spells. Right, you right. can um, you can throw oil on the ground and light it on fire. Or if you're playing an undead character and there's a, po- a little pool of poison on the ground, that will heal them. Like right. there are so many little cool things and and like um, mechanics that play together in there. It's just, it feels very intricate. So like the combat despite being a little bit slower starts to feel really dynamic and fun and they're like one character's action can cause something else to happen that now you can capitalize on uh or the dominoes start to fall and it's just kind of like oh fuck like one of our characters get got wiped out or they got trapped in this pool Mm -hmm. of oil and now it's caught on fire like it just feels very um it feels fast paced, even mm-hmm. though it's you can kind of just take your time and think about it really for a long time. Totally. It's also something that I historically am not interested in video game stories. I think I've probably mentioned that before. Yeah, definitely. Probably when we talk when about like God, God of, War. of War. Yeah. I'm not a video game story person. I think most of them are pretty bad. Uh, and most video game act, like voice acting is mediocre. Subpar. Yeah. Like even the the games that are like lauded for their voice acting, it's just kind of like, yeah, but even compared to like acting in films, it tends to feel just a little bit overdramatic. But I think a lot of it's because or even the, flat. Well, I think a lot of it's because the writing by and large is not great. Mm-hmm. Divinity, on the other hand, every single NPC, like non-player character that you can talk one, you can basically talk to every single person that you see. Yes. And every animal that you see Mm -hmm. and you can get a skill for a character that lets your character actually talk to animals so they don't just like meow or cluck they actually have voices and Mm -hmm. scripts that are like in their whole little side stories or personalities right divinity like makes all of the downtime engaging Mm -hmm. because there's like if you're talking to an npc it's not just kind of like clicking through pages and pages and pages worth of text. Mm-hmm. You actually hear these like really magnificent and endearing voice performances. Mm-hmm. It was one of those things where like there were times where I'd kind of like click through and right. feel bad because I was like, I want to listen to more of this. Right. And then sometimes I'd be listening to it and feel like I needed to click through because I didn't know if like you were bored. Mm-hmm. But I was like so enthralled by all of the just like clear fun yeah the voice actors and whoever was directing those sessions like they were all having and there's a 
uh, sorry, this feels so scattered, but like there's this narrator mm-hmm. that is just the sort of the backbone of the game. Any sort of like little description that's happening, kind of like a dungeon master would yeah. in a D&D game. He describes the sort of setting, maybe descriptions of characters, kind of the actions that happen in between lines of dialogue. Mm-hmm. And it's this wonderful sort of like old British man who is so fucking charismatic. Yeah. But never like there there's never any time where it just goes into like over the top, ridiculous, like overacted, mm-hmm. really hammy video game voice acting sure. and there are characters that are over the top but it still fits really well into the world yeah like it's a game that doesn't take itself too seriously nope but has some serious mechanics behind it mm-hmm. the combat is serious the depth in like inventory management the types of discoveries that you can make like you can stumble upon like you can craft items mm-hmm. you can say like i want to you know build an arrow and you happen to have an arrowhead and you have uh, a, a shaft, shaft and you can combine those two and it creates an arrow. And if you didn't know that before, then you learn the recipe. So next time you want to make an arrow, you just need to go and say like, oh, okay, I know the, re- the like, I'll just click on the recipe. And if I have the ingredients, it'll make it. You can stumble upon that shit all the time. Mm-hmm. And like there was a fun little moment where uh, like we had a pair of boots and we found nails mm-hmm. and you realize like, oh, I can combine the boots that I have and the nails to create boots that are immune to falling down or slipping on ice. Mm-hmm. Because like we, we're talking got, about like, water. Cleats essually. Yeah. Like water can be frozen. Mm-hmm. And Which so can if you render you prone. Yeah, or... like if you walk on the frozen water and you don't have that, your character could fall over. And especially in combat, that can be a huge pain in the ass. You right. could be knocked down for an entire round and get really hurt. So you can put nails on your boots and then just walk on the ice with no problem. It's such a yeah. there's so much depth to like almost every tiny little thing. And yeah. the game doesn't explain all of it. It kind of like hints like, hey, try this. Right. You know, uh, explore like it 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 rewards it rewards curiosity sure i think sure that's does. the thing that i like the most about it where it's just kind of like there's no wrong way to play it mm-hmm. if you like to just kind of explore all these little nooks and crannies there's something there for you and that's, definitely that's kind of like you know, it reminds me of zelda breath yep. of the wild yep where zelda breath of the wild really excelled was just putting a ton of really like wonderful nicely thought out very polished mechanics, and then just set you free in the world. Yeah. Divinity has that, but then has like a truly compelling uh, narrative narrative going on. Mm-hmm. And I've never, like never in my life, even even like God of War, as great as that is, it feels pretty static. It feels more like a movie, whereas like talking to non-player characters in Divinity, even those that have no no like uh presence in the main story they're not really important even just talking with them is a joy even a character that maybe has three pages worth of dialogue right that doesn't really have a side story or anything can still be really fun to listen to i don't know how they found so many voice actors who were that good at their jobs yeah or like funded it you know what i mean like well and how do they like how do they fit 
all of that dialogue into mm-hmm. the game. Like I know like most of these games nowadays just get installed on a hard drive so you're not limited to like CDs or DVDs like you used to be. Right. But like this game I should look and see what the size of it, but but it feels massive. Mm-hmm. We played, like, we just beat it recently. Yep. How many hours did we put into it? It was like... 70, 80? Yeah. And th- there was plenty of stuff. Like, we skipped an entire section of the game. On accident. That would have been chock full of mm-hmm. more NPCs. Um, more fun discoveries. Yeah. Like there, yeah. And so this game just must be absolutely massive. I don't know how... They, f- they polish and, like, get the level of quality that they did in basically all elements of it. And, the, like, then coupled on, like, or paired on top of that, a super robust cooperative system. Right. So, like, this checked all the boxes for us where it's like, okay, it's not like this sort of, like, half-baked. Because a lot of games <laughs> will say, oh, we have co-op gameplay. But the person who starts the game is, like, the master of the game and the person who joins is like the co-op person oftentimes is like kind of like it's an assist they're there but yeah they're assisting it doesn't like act as sort of this like you don't feel like equal partners one mm-hmm. person is like controlling the game and the other one's like the Along younger the sibling yeah. yeah and this is just kind of like you invite another person and you can go you have equal experiences like, and you can go explore in completely different areas yeah. it's amazing and the fact that they're like once you're in, there's no load times. Like mm-hmm. you, if you're once you're on an island somewhere, you go anywhere. Right. And it's just it feels so immersive and expansive uh, and and fun and constantly exciting. Uh, and the cl- like, it rewards cleverness. It mm-hmm. like constantly rewards cleverness. You can play it straight all you want, but the second you're just kind of like, oh. There's a treasure chest over there. Like, I wonder how I get to it. And then you realize, oh, I can teleport it over here. Or, like, I need to get to this area and I need to go, I can go around a long way. Or I can, like, climb up this, you know, rock face where this mm-hmm. little path that's kind of tucked away. And you don't even know if it's really, like, if you're supposed to be over there. But the designers put it there. So obviously, right. I don't, there's, I've been gushing. It's kind of rambly. I apologize. The game is no, just... No, you clearly love it. It's it's just a lot of fun. There are times where it's really frustrating because it is... It's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Even we played the, it through on, like, the Explorers. The easiest difficulty. Which is, like, yeah, the yeah the easiest difficulty. And it was still tough. And, like, we're now playing a level tougher. Yeah. Um, and it has proven to be harder. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I I just have to echo everything that you said. Like, it is, and like for a non-experienced person, it's a lot of fun. Like, I don't even, like, I don't have um, a level of experience with games to even necessarily appreciate it as much as you do. Yeah. Because I haven't been the victim of, like, really awful voice acting and terrible scripts or horrendous load times or really subpar co-op experiences. Um, I just don't have, I just don't, ha- I haven't been exposed to those things yeah. as much as you have. Um, and so thinking about it even further that like, yeah, every NPC, it's not just written dialogue, it's voice acted yep. and every interaction you have, the response that you can give, there's like sometimes up to like eight different responses that you can give that inform how the conversation goes. And if you play as one of their like preloaded characters, you have like 
answers that are akin to their backstory or you have answers that are akin to like your specialties like as like a mystic or uh, as your race like an elf or you know all this stuff the amount of information the game successfully holds at any given time is wild and i think something that i personally appreciate is that there's this um, because like you can explore every nook and cranny and like as a result of that, you inevitably get looped into dozens upon dozens of quests, but they all get updated in your journal. So if you're like, yeah. oh, I got distracted and I never finished this, like the journal will be like, oh, you need to figure X out yeah. um, and we can do that. Um, it's just, yeah, it is immensely fun. The hours literally fly by. Yep. They grow wings and they fly. Um, and I love the amount of like strategy and cooperation that it really takes between the two of us. And that like we build our characters to complement each other and we talk with each other as we're kind of thinking through movesets during, you know, fights to say like, I'm going to do X and, and we compromise saying like, this is the choice I have. You're standing in the water too. You're going to get electrocuted. I'm yep. sorry. Um, but I think that it's just uh, it's just a lot of fun. And I appreciate that like the first time around, like we played a certain character classes and now we're exploring new ones and we're switching with each other. Yep. Um, so the the amount of like replay ability is really high. Yes. Um, especially because we did skip that entire island. And I, I know there are a number of quests that we just didn't finish because we forgot or we got fed up or, you know, whatever. Yep. Um, and I'm sure there are a number of quests that we didn't even find um, that could take us down a different path altogether. So I find the entire thing exciting and engaging. Um, and as a novice video game player... It it isn't twitchy. It doesn't require you know. Oh, you got to press X now, and you got to you got to aim and shoot, yep. and like you've got another live player who's dodging your shots, and like it doesn't involve that level of like literal physical precision. Yep. Um, yeah, you don't need finesse. You don't need finesse, but you do need strategy. Yeah. Um, and so it makes it more engaging for me than Diablo. And now that I think about it, one of the things about Divinity that is far more engaging than Diablo is the utilization of the environment. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And, and the character complexity. Yep. Um, both of those things make it more challenging and fun. Yeah. Um, and interesting. Yep. So. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did. I think there was, I initially went in thinking like, okay, I know this game is highly regarded. I think the thing, the main draw for me is mm-hmm. that it seems like something that might be up your alley just with how excited you were about Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And I thought that I would like it because we were playing it together. Like right. that would be the, the main thing. It's like, this is something that we can do together. It'll be right. really fun. And then the result was the first, after the first time we played it, yep. I like had an obligation later that weekend and I came home and you were playing by yourself and I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like you're on a advancing different save through, game. On a different saved game. But like you were advancing the story and spoilers and like, how could you do this to me? <laughs> in, I do want to you know? be clear and say that I never got past you did. anything. You did. I got past one quest I know. that we hadn't I know, done. And I was offended. Yeah. 
Um, and then I never played. A, or, well, I played again well, one time after, but like. But I, but I yeah. humbly asked you. It was like it would be really important for us to experience yeah. this the first time together. Yeah. And my intention was to just play on my own game up to the point that we had gotten to before. Mm-hmm. I just stumbled upon sure. a different yeah, quest. Right. Definitely. Anyway. Of course. But yeah, it's uh, it's immensely fun. I would highly recommend it to like anybody really I like think you can play it on pc and on ps4 is that right it's on pc ps4 xbox and now switch wow switch too oh yeah, very cool just very cool out. yeah so like it's it's and on the switch it'd be awesome like if you have yeah. friends that have it and you want to play mm-hmm. like local uh like sort of like handheld uh mode right co-op that would be very fun but like the fact that it has split screen co-op which is just something that doesn't happen in a lot of games yeah. especially not big releases anymore um, it's really nice to be able to just sit on the couch, kick back, and play. And I'm glad that we have a TV that's like big enough to facilitate like a positive oh, experience totally. for us. Yeah, agreed. I feel very lucky. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I was, yeah, and I really, I really appreciate that. Essentially, one day I was like, I really want to play a game with you, but it's really hard because we either played Diablo or we played. Is it called Earthworms? What is that game called? Worm Wars? Oh, Worms. Yeah, worms. it was like, I can't remember which one it was, but it was one of the Worms series. So we've, we've played Diablo. <laughs> we've played Worms. We've played... Um, Fortnite. Fortnite. We've played Overcooked. And we've played RimWorld. Yeah. And up until recently, one of those isn't even a co-op game. Right. Um, we just sat, I just <laughs> yeah. sat with you and I was like, oh, let's do this. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really actively physically participate at all and the games are either like you were saying with overcooked really bite size yep or in the case of Fortnite, really really require like the when you're thrown into those battle royale situations like as an unexperienced gamer it's just like okay how 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 quickly will i die yeah um it's pretty unforgiving it's unforgiving and then and then, like, you're carrying all the weight, essentially, if we're together. And then with Worms, we were pitted against each other. And I was like, this isn't fun. I yeah. don't like that. Um, I'm a sensitive soul. Um, and, yeah, and with Diablo, it became pretty just, like, button, like, you know, button mashing yeah. um, very quickly. And so this kind of, like, provided me with an experience I didn't even necessarily know I wanted. Yeah. Or knew existed. Um, yeah. So it's just like it was such a delightful surprise that I essentially was just like, dear Keenan, find us a game. And you were like, okay, let's try this. And then we both loved it yeah. so much. Yeah. It was from really, the start. really pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Um, there's so much to like about it. I'm sure there are things that I, I really enjoy that I completely missed. But it there it's such a massive, wonderful experience that I think you could play through dozens of times and, and really still get a lot out of it each time. Yeah. Um, and so I'm looking forward to continuing just like another playthrough and mm-hmm. really giving this a go and trying it on harder difficulties and Hell yeah. getting frustrated at times, but really enjoying the experience. Absolutely. It's been a lot of fun. Absolutely. Thank you so much for finding the game. Thank you so much for playing it with me. Yeah. Um, and thank you so much for answering my question. Yeah. I'm glad that you like it. I'm, I'm glad, glad that, that you, asked, you like it. Yeah. 
I'm glad that we got to, to chat about it. Yeah. Because, like, that, I really wanted to. Once we brought it up last yeah. episode, I was like, ah, we're going to talk about No, Divinity. it feels like you had a lot to say about it mm-hmm. in a really positive way. And I think my, my if you had asked me, I just would have been like, it's fun. I play with my love. <laughs> and then. And sometimes that's all you need. And I, and let me let me tell you, that is enough. But I don't know how engaging that is for a listening audience. Exactly. Good stuff. Good stuff. Divinity Originals in two definitive editions. Divinity Edition. Special thanks to Jackson Davis, whose song, Same As You Wanted, is our intro and outro music. Check out his EP, 701, anywhere you listen to music. You can get in touch with us through our website, thismuchlove.com, and via Twitter, at thismuchlove. Our DMs are open. Tell us about something you love. Hygge, spelled H-Y-G-G-E, is a quality of com- as, oh, fuck me. Okay. Take three.